the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening. Sorcerer Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, the Weeby Geeks Network. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you may be listening. Now standing at 634 days without a nighttime parade over at the Magic Kingdom. I want to start with this, and it's Toy Story Land over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Just want to touch on this for a second. All weekend long, I just saw post after post and video after video of how great Toy Story Land is. And it looks fantastic. Nicole was at Walt Disney World over the weekend doing a bachelorette party there at the parks. They got to go on Monday morning. They rode the attractions. They loved it. They said it looks fantastic. She told me all about it. Said It looks great. I can't wait to see it. Cannot wait to see it. My issue is this. The opening ceremony that Disney put together to open Toy Story Land. Here's what they did. They did it on Friday. And it was a media-only event. The media hounds were there to cover this grand opening for Toy Story Land. And I got to tell you, I watched it, and all I heard were pretty much almost the entire time were just a bunch of crickets. No reaction from the crowd whatsoever. Almost every person in the crowd either had a cell phone or they had a video camera up so they could get their perfect shot. The media hounds had to have their perfect shot, their perfect audio, their perfect pictures. Because, of course, they're all going to be posting about this later on in the day. Disney decided to stream the thing to the entire world on social media. And it was dead. They were like a bunch of zombies standing there during this grand opening ceremony for Toy Story Land. Tim Allen, the voice of Buzz Lightyear, big surprise, shows up to open Toy Story Land, and it was just a couple of woo-woos. That's it. He was excited to be there. He was happy to be there. You could tell on his face. All the years that he has spent voicing Buzz Lightyear, he was extremely happy to be there. But he got no pop from the crowd whatsoever. Tim Allen had more energy than the people in the crowd. I get the fact that the media wants their special stuff. I am not disputing that whatsoever. I just have a problem with Disney inviting media only for a ceremony like this. Because when you stream this on social media to the entire world, if I'm Disney, I want the crowd to be excited. I want them to be screaming and hollering and laughing and clapping when everything happens so that people are watching are going, wow, people are really excited about this. They're really excited to be checking out Toy Story Land. When you invite only the media, all they care about is what they can put on YouTube. 
what they can put on Twitter, what they can put on their website. This is not a case, let me tell you this, this is not a case of, oh, well, Jeff is just upset that he didn't get to go to the media event. That's not the case. No. I made no attempt whatsoever to go to this media event. Cared nothing about an invitation to this media event. That's for the local people in Orlando to deal with. Let them deal with that. Let them cover all of that stuff. They do a fantastic job doing it. But if I'm Disney, I want to pop. I want that energy from the crowd. I really hope Disney doesn't do this for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Here's what I want. This is what I would do if I were Disney. Definitely invite the media, 100%. But guess what? Guys in the media, you're going to be in the back. I'm going to rope off a section for you. I'm going to elevate you just a little bit to get you up over the crowd that's going to be in front of you. Because that crowd in front of you is going to be clapping and screaming and yelling and hollering and everything else. Because they're going to be excited that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening. Some of them are going to be dressed in their Star Wars best. But if you invite media only, you're going to get some crickets again. And that's not good publicity for what you have created at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's what you did with Toy Story Land. Learn your lesson from this. Because the ceremony, because there was no pop, was boring to watch. Real boring. Didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Why? Because the media needed their perfect shots. They needed their perfect pictures. They needed their perfect audio. Don't scream too loud. We got to have good audio. Shh. Did not like that whatsoever. And I, I said this in the comments, and I posted this in the fun zone. I said, hey, Disney, next time, invite the Sorcerer Radio staff and listeners. We'll give you the pop you deserve. That would be fantastic. Is it ever going to happen? Probably not. And again, I'm not upset because I wasn't there. I just felt that after all the hard work that Disney put into everything they've done for Toy Story Land deserved a little bit more of a reaction from the crowd. Now, don't get me wrong. They got it the next day. Trust me. When that first crowd entered Toy Story Land, they were excited on Saturday morning. They were ready to go. They were loud. They were popping big time. But they didn't get it for the opening ceremony, and I think that's important. I really do. So that's just my opinion. You may look at it a different way. I understand that. If you look at this as me ranting, sorry, it's just my opinion. You want to comment on it? Send your comment to DW60 at SRSounds.com. I'll read your comment. I got no problem with that. But I just just wasn't happy with that opening ceremony. Disney did a great job on the ceremony itself. And then having Tim, uh, Tim Allen show up, that was all great. There was just no pop to it. So anyway, all right, headline time. So for months, Disney has been, you know, working on Ellen's energy adventure and then be gutting the inside of the building. They've been building this huge structure on the back end of the building. You can see it from the parking lot. It's a big building. It's tall. It's huge. So like the skyline of Epcot's going to change when this thing opens up. But now what they've started to do, Disney has shifted their attention to the front 
of Ellen's Energy Adventure, and they have now started to remove the iconic mirrored tiles that have been on that building since day one, I think. For years and years, there has always been mirrored tiles on the front of that building. Disney's removing them. They're getting rid of them. Because according to the concept art, they're not there. And that's what Disney's going along with. So gutting the inside, changing the way the front looks, things are moving along when it comes to the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. And that's very, very excited. All right. So a lot of people have been asking for cars in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Let me put it to you this way. We're never going to get Cars Land like they have out in California. That is exclusive to that area. It's exclusive for California. That's just the way it is. It's not going to happen. If they were going to do it, they'd have done it with Test Track. So let's be realistic on that part. But what Disney is going to do they're going to bring to us what's called Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. It's scheduled to open and start winter of 2018. You'll also have Mater and Cruz going to be in the show. Where it's going to be located? Somewhere on Sunset Boulevard. I don't know exactly where because the information has been very scarce as to what they're telling us so far. So we're still waiting to see what happens. Also, over the weekend, an expanded Star Wars Galaxy's Edge model was debuted over at Walt Disney Presents, and it features the land itself, a little more detail, some of the vehicle models, including a newly announced transport ship that's going to be there. So that's kind of nice to see. Things are moving along very nicely with Galaxy's Edge. I saw some construction photos yesterday liking what they're doing. You know, they've got scaffolding up all over the place. You know, so they're they're putting those touches on the way the Disney Imagineers do. It's going to be a fantastic land. I cannot cannot wait for it. All right, on July twelfth, sixteenth, nineteenth, twenty sixth, and the thirtieth, overnight concrete work is going to impact the daytime operations of the Main Street Trolley Show, and the Move It, Shake It, Dance and Play It Street Party over in the Magic Kingdom of Walt Disney World. Now on those dates. The trolley show is going to be using the Main Street Ranch Wagon instead of the Main Street Trolley. And the Move It, Shake It Street Party is going to be temporarily canceled. Just temporary. It's not going away forever. We're not losing another parade. Trust me. So just make sure that during those dates, you realize trolley show is going to be different. Move It, Shake It, not going to be happening. So things get impacted. It just happens. Just happens. All right. So... This was interesting when I read it. Entertainment in your hotel room. How entertaining is it in a Disney hotel room? You got your standards. You got your bed. You got your bathroom. You got your TV. You got a little refrigerator, maybe some coffee maker. And that, that's about it. Unless you're staying in a deluxe resort and all kinds of other. It's pretty standard, right? Well, hotel rooms at Walt Disney World, they might be getting a little more entertaining when it comes to the future. Because Disney has recently put in a patent that showcases technology where projection mapping and special effects are built into the, the room to create a sense of something. I, I, I can't figure out what the word I'm trying to find. 
we're talking about playing games and making the room look different than what it is. It's called Interactive In-Room Show and Game System. It allows you to change the scenery or the effects inside the room. This is absolutely, this is so cool. And the drawings show a player using a video game and a projection mapping system to move things around in the room. It, it, it looks absolutely so cool. So that's something that could be coming to Disney Resorts very soon. It's a patent. That means they're in the very early stages. So it's not going to be anytime soon, but really sounds cool. So I hope we can check that out in the future. That sounds great. All right. The Walt Disney World Resort just announced that they are going to be replacing the existing Disney Magical Express buses with brand new vehicles that are going to feature a uh, different design. They're going to match the look of the Disney Cruise Line Motor Coach fleet. And the new coaches will display the iconic Disney scripts and will read Disney Magical Express. Now, on the outside of the vehicle, you're going to see Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, all joining along for the ride, which is real nice. Real nice. And in partnership with Walt Disney Imagineering, Disney's Magical Express team has been hard at work creating the new look for all of you guys. So hopefully the TVs, they'll be looking fantastic. I know some of the TVs are kind of outdated and everything else. They're expected to be debuting later on this summer. So if you're flying to Walt Disney World, you know, end of August time frame, and your Disney Magical Express shows up and it doesn't look like the rest of them, what you remember, because it's a brand new bus. So just remember that next time those are a few of the headlines uh, if any more headlines pop up of course they'll be um, on the podcast those of you listening to the podcast you may have more headlines on the way but i do need to get to email time it's coming up next here on press row darling this summer will be incredible don't miss an incredible concert series with Guardians of the Galaxy and an alien band. Dinotastic fun with Donald Duck and Pals. Incredible playtime in the all-new Toy Story Land. Even incredible action with some of your favorite supers. It's one incredible summer at Walt Disney World Resort. To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Storybook Destinations at 1-844-TO-STORY or visit storybookdestinations.com. Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com shop. Adventure is out there. Why settle for an ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters, artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag features custom artwork by guest artists that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office. Try one of our latest roasts like Simply Sinful or Fortune and Glory. Or pick up an old favorite like Redhead Rum, Enchanted Tiki Coconut, Route 66 Tire Fix, or Skipper's Brew. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen-free. They're the bee's knees. So start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use coffee code SR20 to save 20% off your first purchase. That's SR20 at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Brew your happy place. 
Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. It's DW60. You guys have the best music. With Jeff Davis. You guys play awesome music. On Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. It's email time. It's email time. Hey, everybody, it's email time. <laughs> nice to see some emails coming through on some various topics that we have been talking about here on Press Row. First one has to do with the My Disney Experience app. Remember, I asked you guys... What features would you like to see implemented into the My Disney Experience app? First person was Brandon. He said, if a ride has been halted or shut down due to weather or mechanical problems, instant updates using push notifications as well as severe weather updates, if not implemented already. I haven't seen anything like that. It does tell you if it's not currently running. I know that. But I don't know if they specifically say if it's due to mechanical or if it's due to weather. So I think that would be a nice option to add if Disney wanted to. Next one came from CJ said, I'd like to see cast compliments integrated into the My Disney Experience app. That could raise the awareness in the program and hopefully get more CMs the recognition they deserve. I do like this idea. I don't know if they already have that. I know you can do that via the website. But I don't I don't know if they have I don't think they have that on the app. I think he's right about that. That would be easy to do. If you have a great experience with a cast member and you want to get it to Disney before you forget about it, that's a great option. Or even if you have a bad experience with a cast member, an option to contact Disney and let them know about that cast member. That helps as well. So I do like the idea of that. That is really, really good. I did get a couple of others on this one, I think. Let me just double check real quick. No, it's not that one. Not that one. Okay, all right. Here's a couple that I got. This came from Ed. He said, here are a couple of ideas. Restaurant wait list. If a restaurant is booked... Allow us to sign up to be placed on a wait list where we register for a specific day, number of people, and maybe give us a two-hour time frame to pick up. If something opens up that meets the request, then we get a text from Disney letting us know there is an opening. We can then open the app and attempt to book dining so we that we couldn't previously obtain. Second one, he says, it would be nice to have a real-time park capacity calculator for each park and along with it include a park capacity predictor for the remainder of the day. Both of these would be very valuable tools for Disney regulars like me and my family, as well as those who visit less frequently. P.S. Another of my Disney regular friends used the bus wait app today and reported that it worked very well. It's a great new addition. That's from Ed. I like the idea of being able to book a possible reservation. You know, may have, a restaurant may have been closed up reservation-wise while you were planning your Disney vacation, and you want to get on a waiting list just in case somebody cancels. And Disney lets you know, hey, you've got a chance to get in at the Be Our Guest restaurant if you want to. I like that. 
park capacity, that would be great during something like, well, what we just had, 4th of July. Or that would be great during the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, letting me know, hey, this park is at capacity. Don't come this way. Go to another park. Those are pretty good ideas. I like those, Ed. Thank you for your email. I appreciate that. That is fantastic. Also, here's one from Mackenzie. Said, I think it would be amazing for the MDE, My Disney Experience, to have a feature that allows people with physical disabilities to see what rides allow you to remain in your ECV slash wheelchair and what rides you have to be able to transfer out of. I know in the ride description, they sometimes already have it, but it would be nice to have a list that models after the wait times list. I think another feature they could add is the ECV wheelchair accessible parade viewing onto the map so that people aren't going all over the place trying to find it. I personally am lucky enough to know where a lot of those locations are, but for a first timer, they may not know, so it would be nice to have those marked on the map. That is a very good idea. Mackenzie, I like your first one, but I like your second one even more. For those people with, you know, disabilities and in wheelchairs, so forth and so forth. To have those areas marked so they know specific. Okay, well, we are in Frontierland and there's an area over here so we can go there. We don't have to walk all the way to Main Street where we know there's one. That is a that's a good idea. I do like the sound of that. That is fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, some more emails here. I get back to my other page because <laughs> I had, a, like I said, I had a few. All right, this one comes from James talking about the gondola system. Said, hi, Jeff, listening to your podcast about the gondolas from Friday's show. We have the same ones at a theme park in the UK Alton Towers Resort. They could hold six people seated and approximately four standing. I think they have their own power system for AC. However, in the UK, would not be as hot as Orlando, so probably not get used as much. Hope this helps. Love the show. That's promising when it comes to the gondola cars. The skyline at Disney. I really hope that's the case, that they do have independent air air conditioning inside those. Otherwise, it's going to be hot. Man, it's going to be hot. Thanks, James. Appreciate that. So, remember when I talked about Toy Story Land earlier and how things were, you know, moving along with Galaxy's Edge and stuff was coming up with, you know, cars? So, but even as Toy Story Land opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney Imagineers are also hard at work to bring you new experiences at DHS like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Disney did release some more concept art about the upcoming attraction which is going to be opening in 2019. Now, I posted these photos on the DW60 Facebook page and on Twitter, and also Instagram as well. The first photo shows a scene from the attraction with Mickey and Minnie animatronics in their own car to go along with you on the journey, as Goofy can be seen as the conductor of your train. And the second image is three-dimensional artist concept on the train that will be pulling you along the way for the attraction itself. And, and I asked this question. I said, are you still excited about this attraction? Or are you kind of on the fence about it? This is what you guys had to say. Kenzie said this. I'm still on the fence about it. I feel like with most other attractions lands, 
we kind of know what to expect. Like with Toy Story Land, given the backstory of Toy Story, it was predictable that we would be shrunk to the size of a toy. With Mickey's Runaway Railway, we don't really know the backstory other than its old-style Mickey Mouse. I hope that makes sense. And by the way, I went to Toy Story Land last night fully expecting to love it, and I can totally say I did love it, and the details are mind-blowing. She's right. We don't know a lot about Mickey's Runaway Railway. It is just an old-style or new for some Mickey Mouse that you see over on the Disney Channel. That's what they're you know, getting this from. Then Alicia said this. She's on the fence. I feel like Great Movie Ride was the epitome attraction at studios. It's starting to feel disjointed to me without a movie-centric attraction. I'm looking big picture here, I know, but I have worked in that park in its heyday, and it's tough to see it as it is now. Alicia, I get what you're saying. I've said this before. The Great Movie Ride was a fantastic attraction. It just got dated. It really got dated because I think they needed to update the movies that were inside of it to relate more to the audience that was getting on it. A lot of those movies people just don't know about. So they disconnected from it in a big way. I'm not exactly on the fence when it comes to that attraction. But I will say this. I'm still going to ride it. Probably more than once. Because I'm sure with the type of technology that Disney is using on this, it's going to be great. Now, when she says movie-centric attraction, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge right there. Boom. That's what it's going to be. All right. Next email comes from Travis. Said, hi, Jeff. First off, fantastic show as always. On the subject of Carousel of Progress, I don't think there's a need to drop the 20th century front end of COP. If they were to reboot at the beginning of the 21st century, what would really be there? from the POV of the average American family home. Forget about the fact that we're only 18 years in. It would really just be the story of handheld technology getting smaller and faster. My take? If we stay true to Walt Disney's vision of progress as seen through the eyes of the average American family, I think we keep the original baseline of the turn of the 20th century, maybe jump ahead to the 40s, then do a modern-day handheld tech and social media, and lastly, give them a glimpse into the future with home tech teleconferencing. Kids studying abroad, similar to Horizons, but realistically attainable. The tech is out there, just not in everyone's homes. And smart homes where security and environmentals are controlled from, from one place and remotely. On that last scene, they should partner with someone like Cisco Systems, which he works for, for some insights of what's possible. It's also a scene that could be more easily updated periodically. Anyway, just some thoughts. That's from Travis. Travis has a good point. I didn't mean not do the 20th century. I didn't mean that exactly. But the fact that he brings up of kick it forward a little bit to the 40s or the 50s. Start from there, then go through the years of progress. That's what I, I like his idea. That's where I would want the attraction in the direction to go. And then along with the... Uh, you know, updates he talked about as far as technology, stuff like that. All right, next one comes from Melanie. This one's a little bit long, so just bear with me. We'll get to the music, okay? All right, so, hey, Jeff, I love the show today with all your rumors and updates. 
Here's my opinion on the rumored changes. We talk about changes for Tomorrowland last week on the show. First, she starts with the Speedway. Definitely needs an update. I would be pumped if they actually redid this attraction. She's talking about Tron. The last time I was on it, we were stuck because they had to get cars that wouldn't go out of the way, and the fumes were awful. It was the first and last time that I went on this attraction, and I've been back eight times since then. So if they redo this attraction, I'd definitely go on it again. The fumes are terrible from the Speedway, let's be honest. And they have been for years. But that's <laughs> what you get with those old cars. So I understand where she's coming from. She moves on to Carousel of Progress. My inner child says, no, leave it alone. It's my favorite, but I'm with you on we've surpassed the technology. I always remember that Walt was always changing things, and he didn't leave anything the same for too long. That way, people didn't get tired of it. That is what's happened with Carousel of Progress. It hasn't changed in years. People just don't really enjoy it anymore. All right, then Space Mountain. They could update the ride seats and make them a bit more comfortable. Hmm, good point. I find that bar cuts me in half, and it's such a jerky ride. I've done it a few times, and each time I get off the ride, I'm sore. I love going through the queue and the music, but I love going in the queue and the music they play, but the ride itself is not for me. It is a pretty rough ride on Space Mountain. If they could do some track changes to make it a little more smooth, does it have to be so 1970s when you go on it? Those, you know, a little more... Mm, golly, a little sore on the back. Yeah. The seats could be a little more comfortable. I get you on that, Christy. I, I, I do, Melanie. Really. I got her name wrong there. <laughs> Sorry. All right, People Mover. This is my absolute favorite ride. If they change this, I'm going to be so sad. It's my feet and my body need a brake ride. I think they need to put more ride cars because there are so many people that enjoy this ride and the lines are usually super long. I don't think the people mover will go anywhere. I don't think it'll go away. I do still think there's a possibility the queue might move over to where Stitch's Great Escape is, but uh, who knows what Disney is thinking. Then she says, uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I've always thought it was a weird thing to have in Tomorrowland, but it's a super fun ride. I've yet to get Galactic Hero. I've only gotten Galactic Hero a couple of times, and so many others, just like you, Melanie, so don't feel bad about that. And then Tron looks like so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Stitch's Great Escape, she says, I'm so glad it's gone because I didn't like smelling like a chili cheese dog the whole day. That is a terrible smell. I definitely agree with you on that. Then she goes on to say, I can't wait to try this new game that you talked about. It sounds like my hubby is going to love it. When he's waiting in the queue, do you know if it's going to cost anything? No, the new Play Disney Parks app does not cost anything. It is free. Uh, So don't worry about that. And then she asks, can you listen to Sorcerer Radio offline? I love to play it in the car, but would eat up. Excuse me. But it would eat my data up. Unfortunately, Melanie, Sorcerer Radio is not available offline. Um, The only thing that we do have, if you have an Android phone and you have the Sorcerer Radio app, you can listen to previous shows that have played that week. Uh, they usually all update by the weekend, but everything is online. There's nothing offline that, that's available, so I apologize for that. So, great email, Melanie. I thank you so much for that. Let me see if I have any more. Those are all the emails. 
good emails. I encourage you to interact with me. Send me an email. Send it to DW60 at srsounds.com. And I'll be posting more stuff on the Sorcerer Radio uh, Disney Fun Zone. I'll be posting on Twitter at DW underscore 60 and also uh, the Facebook page for DW60 as well. So those are your emails and your headlines here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Missing the sense of Disney? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line. Wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays to bring the sense of Disney to your home. Visit their website, www.magicallyscented.com. DisneyLiveCams.com is the place that brings magic into your home via live video and web cameras. The staff at Disney Live Cams scours the internet for only the best live Disney feeds. Watch from the comfort of your home or workplace. Be sure to check out the Downtown Disney Cam every night for a wonderful view of Epcot's reflections of Earth. Feel free to enjoy the Disney Live Cams featured articles. Join the fun with our discussion boxes. And best of all, it's free. Visit DisneyLiveCams.com. Tell your friends and share the magic. DisneyLiveCams.com. A proud sponsor of Sorcerer Radio. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to DW60 at SRSounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at DW underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. You want to hear DW60 in its entirety? Listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at srsounds.com. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcasts. Have a magical day. No, my and your Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day.